everybody, and welcome to episode 48 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David Bucker. Did you say ahoys or always? Always. I, heard always. I, I said always, but I was laughing because I heard your cup being slammed on the table. <laughs> um, David Becker, of course, joining us today. Hello. Making his return. Mateys, ahoys, as Jacob would say. Ahoy, ahoy, mateys. And Aaron Hahn. Uh, ahoy. Ahoy. Is this, is this a thing now? Am I going to do this whole episode talking we, like a pirate As pirates? When's talk like a pirate day? Is that, is that, that is coming real, up? That is Did a we real day, it? but I don't know when it is. <laughs> I'm sure it coincides with Leif, Leif Erikson Day. Leif Erikson. Yeah, happy Leif Erikson Day. <laughs> happy Leif Erikson Day. Okay. Um, guys, we have a very special show for you planned. And by special, I mean it's a normal show, but also we, we've seen the bye-bye man. <laughs> Can't wait I, to see, talk about I saw that. you tweet. Oh my it. god, it's fantastic. It's, we'll talk oh about man, it it's everything that I have been hyping it up to be, <laughs> you guys. Like, you didn't believe me. You were like, why is he so committed to this Bye Bye Man bit? It's not a great movie. But no, it is the best movie I've seen in a long well, Aaron, while. Aaron, it's okay. we'll, get we'll, to get, it. we'll get to it, man. We'll get to it. So we're going to talk about the Bye Bye Man. We're going to talk about The Crow as a part of our Netflix book club. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Free Fire... Well, Brie Larson vehicle, and uh, but first, guys, we're going to talk about our favorite films based on true stories, part two. We got to nail these scumbags. We got to show people that nobody can get away with this—not a priest or a cardinal or a freaking pope. This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. Fifty thousand men died right here on this field. Guys, last time, David wasn't even a part of the podcast. Well, he was a part of the podcast. He wasn't a part of that podcast. Um, but Aaron and I, we, we talked about Titanic. We talked about the big Did shore. Did we talk about Titanic? Oh, I talked about Titanic. Is that honestly one of your picks? Yes. We talked about the big short. Aaron talked about Bernie. He talked about the social network. So guys, what are we coming at the podcast with today? I saved that sentence halfway through. <laughs> uh, well, progression of English words coming out of your mouth has been great. It's been perfect. Um, does anyone want to start? Anyone, anyone have any burning feelings about this topic? David, how about you? Since you, you this did, did you actually did you actually spit out the topic yet? Because I heard a lot of like dancing around it, but oh, I don't no, know no, if I, I could really say. I this said is the topic. my favorite films based on true stories, and then I went part two. Oh, yeah, he okay. did. He did introduce okay. it. <laughs> Good. Um, alright, so I'm going to lead with obviously my favorite um, movie based on a true story. It's obviously Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At just, least it's not The Little Mermaid 2 again. <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. Armageddon just is a great, great film with a lot of facts. Yeah, space dementia and all that. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, no, but all right. I digress from Armageddon, <laughs> even though it's a great film. Are you stalling enough. or do you, do you, are you just. <laughs> no, we could talk about. We could talk about. Um... <sighs> you don't have a picture. <laughs> no, 
I do. Aaron, what's your first movie? No, I'm fine. You know, I'm not gonna give you any because I was gonna say. Do you have a? Pick? I was gonna say remembering the Titans. Oh, remember the Titans? Okay. We are the the sh- movie where we know Ryan Gosling is a complete awful corner. Or is it corner or safety? I Forget. Know. I don't know anything about. He's a kid. That, he's the, oh, have you not? Oh, it's like no. super young Ryan Gosling in the very oh, end Aaron of the hasn't movie. Even they, seen it. Oh. Um, I've never seen it. Yeah, oh yeah. They pull him out because he's football he's, movies don't aren't, aren't normally my thing. He's a liability, and all the girls are like, "He's so cute." I'm like he's a liability at quarter. Got to pull him. So yeah. Now, Aaron, you should watch this movie. It's actually pretty good. I would. It's actually a solid movie. Mind, but yeah, good. I feel like it's one of those movies that everyone should see at least once, probably, mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I hear enough about it that I feel like it's one of those. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, superb, but I do think it is worth a watch. Because oh, it is a football movie, but it's a lot about um, race relations and... At the time. How, yeah. At the time, like, the time and the segregation. What was the time period? What's the historical part of this? 50s? Or is it 60s? Now I gotta look it up. Let me look it up. Yeah. But why do you love it so much, David? Uh, it's, it's just one of those feel-good movies, I think certainly is it certainly and and uh, the fact that it's based on a true story and some feel-good movies like man i don't know just don't really have a lot to say about it i just know i like it and it's based on a true movie i could have went with inception but you know 1970s 1970s i figured that inception for his favorite movie that's oh yes of course inception i loved like how historically accurate Inception yeah, was. They, they nailed it on that front, for sure. <laughs> um, Alright, so remember the Titans. Aaron. I feel like I need to get to this before you do. Because we talked about this. Go for it. <clears throat> this isn't my real one, but I just want to bring this to the forefront of everyone's mind. That doesn't it's Atlantis. Happening. Atlantis, yeah. Is it Atlantis? <laughs> No, no. So, at, I don't know if it's happening right now, but the, the court, the case has been set up um, to where the, yeah. Warner Brothers has to prove that ghosts are real in order to not lose a court case. Because apparently someone had the rights to do the conjuring. Like, they have the rights to all the conjuring, all the to stories the, of the Warrens. To the Warrens and yeah. all their cases and kind of stuff and warner brothers made the movie claiming that it's based on a true story so and therefore isn't you know it's like public domain or whatever so now warner brothers has to prove that ghosts are real to prove that it's a true story (laughs) to prove that they don't have to pay we are still not counting the conjuring no we're not counting does not count (laughs) but i swear to god if they if they somehow win this court case, we'll have a whole podcast about how ghosts were proven real I, by Warner Brothers. I really hope they do. I want the legal precedent that <laughs> ghosts exist. Like that's just gonna be. <laughs> but but then do but do ghosts have do ghosts have rights? Ghost like, rights. Do, do ghosts what? have to pay taxes? Like this that would open up a whole other ghost. There we go. That's oh the incentive. That's conjuring. If the ghosts exist, we can tax them. <laughs> oh, so we need. no. So we can build, so oh, we can build the wall here? So, so we can build the wall. Oh, God. The we ghost keep out wall. The ghosts. <laughs> All right. Anyway. 
Uh, so I wanted to mention, I wanted to talk about All the President's Men because I think All the President's Men is one of my favorite Same. ones. But we had just talked about it on Gateway to Cinema. Right. We just talked about it on this podcast. So I'm going to go with the other movie that's kind of of the same vein. I talk about Spotlight, um, a film that came out uh, 2015, so just uh, two years ago now. Correct? Yeah, two years. Two years. Wow. Um, that, <laughs> you ever just have those moments where you're like, "Oh, that was so long ago. Where, where is?" Time? Well, I mean, not really, because we're only. Yeah. It came, probably came out late 2015, and we're early 2017, yeah. or somewhat early. Yeah. Have more than a quarter through, man. Um, Still hasn't been a hundred days for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a movie that I was go- I was trying to see every Best Picture nominee before the Oscars, and I had just seen the the uh, the Revenant. Uh, I almost said the Reverend. I'm like, well, that would be really weird if they both had kind of the same premise. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. Um, but yeah, so I just saw The Revenant, uh, and then I went to go see Spotlight, and it was a weird movie theater <laughs> experience. They didn't turn off the lights. Bless I'm you, David. Sorry. It's all right. They didn't turn off no. the lights. They didn't start the movie until like 20 minutes after, because they didn't think anyone was in there. We were the only people seeing it. Um, <laughs> it was like late at night. Like, it was 11 o'clock. So, um, But even after all that, I still watched this movie, it was greatly moved by it. Um, this is, of course, the movie about the Spotlight team for the Boston Times Globe. I don't know what they're... What Boston they're Globe. Boston Globe, okay. Yeah, so th- this is the story about how they kind of broke the story of the um, priests in the Catholic Church who had been molesting children. And so a very heavy story. Um, it's, it's definitely very... Uh, dark, very heavy subject material um, to work with, but everyone that's in this film does it so well that it's always handled with like tact and it's always handled with uh, reverence. Um, like, especially Mark Ruffalo's character, who is absolutely great from beginning to end, and just the scene where he loses it on uh, Michael Keaton is just mm-hmm. one of the greatest scenes in the past few years. Um, just the way his voice cracks and the way you just see it on his face, man. And you know, you like, you feel like it's real. And uh, just scenes like that alone are what make this movie such a standout. Because then you got uh, Rachel McAdams as well, who does really great. Not given as much to work with, but what she is given, I think, is fantastic. Um, and then Michael Keaton, who just continued the streak of being in great movies, great Oscar movies from <laughs> Birdman the year before it. Um, just fantastic movie. I think everyone should see it. I think it's definitely something that needs to be seen at least one time in your life. Like, it's it's fantastic. So, that's my first one. I Yeah, I agree. It's a great film. Aaron. All right, my first pick was one that I actually brought up last time we discussed this, but I didn't actually talk about it because I didn't want to do oh. make both my picks David Fincher movies. Mm, mm. But since I talked about The Social Network last time, this time I want to talk about Zodiac. Mm. 
On the list. Indeed. Yes. The lids. The lids. The lids. The lids. The lids. The lids. Um. But yeah, I mean, like the thing is, like I usually, I don't know, I'm never big on like true crime stuff usually that much because I don't know, it feels very like exploitative to like you know turn these kind of like real life murderers into like like adapting them and trying to make it into entertainment it always feels a bit iffy to me Mm. but i don't know what it is about zodiac but it's just something very maybe it's just like it's so well done that i can't resist it you know well also is it just that the zodiac killer is still such an enigma like well i mean this actually like a very like unsettling moment in the film where like they're reading off one of the zodiac killer's letters and he's like i hope like one day they make a movie about me and all this and you're like "Ah, this Uh. is like uh, uncomfortable like should i be watching this film like is are we giving him what he wants and but it's like so great that it like can make you like that unsettled you know Mm -hmm. and that's part of what makes this film so great is that like atmosphere where it's so like tense it's so nervous and it's so just like terrifying especially knowing that this is a man who never got caught that we never found out what his identity was oh of course we do it's ted cruz oh yeah well <laughs> we okay we didn't know what his identity was until the 2016 presidential One of the internet race. rumors i've ever seen i don't understand <laughs> why that became a thing but yeah the evidence is undeniable don't don't <laughs> if you don't look that hard. <laughs> you just um, squint your eyes a little. Yeah, you squint your eyes, tilt your head. Just yeah. enough. Just enough. But yeah, this is a film that, like Spotlight, is really great at kind of like that that journalistic procedure kind mm. of stuff is what makes it so like thrilling, you know, like going through trying to analyze all these various clues, but also like coming up short, you know, trying to check out all these different suspects, but never settling on one and i i love uh i love like how historically accurate this is as opposed to like certain stories you know films based on a true story like they they really paid attention to detail and like got like the timeline right and like all these events right and all that and i think that's really cool because it makes it more unsettling to know like this is like they didn't like have to dramatize this more than it actually was like it was actually this like creepy and scary in real life and all that mark ruffalo again too so there you mark go. ruffalo in this uh who else is in it is it jake gyllenhaal and then yeah, robert, downey, robert jr. downey jr yeah yeah so excellent you know cast three mm-hmm. solid leads are there and i just i love i love the the Again, it's so unsettling, especially because of that ambiguity in it. Like, they have, whenever the Zodiac Killer appears on screen, like in Shadows or whatever, mm-hmm. when he's, like, killing the victims, like, they, they have him played by multiple different, like, different actors throughout the film ah, okay. for each of his new appearances. So I was like, that's, that's I really like where you're going like here that. with, like, hyping up the whole, like, unknowability of this case and just, like, how, you know, like, terrifying that is. Mm-hmm. It's just a really unsettling, really well-made film. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it. I mean, I've kind of 
kind of found an affinity for David Fincher and his films and his style. So I'm excited to watch this one. But, oh, you should, because he's a great director. Yeah. Yeah. David, what you got for us, buddy? What do I have? What do you <clears throat> have as the question? So, as you guys know, I'm kind of... <laughs> Unprepared? <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to oh. say stalling. <laughs> no, I'm kind, I'm kind of a history buff. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Right. Mm. So, Did I know that? Right. So, you know that since I'm a history buff, I know, you know I'm going to like... History? Like, what did he say? I guess I do like history. <laughs> so, you know that I'm going to like the movie... By Nicholas Cage. National Treasure. <laughs> Which is based on a true story. But I know that the second one is not. I know they just made that one to generate extra revenue. Oh yeah, the, the second one was but, made but the up. First the first one, one. With the declaration. Because like we could check <laughs> Mount Rushmore, but we can't check... Declaration, you're right. Oh, okay, I can't, logic. Oh, I can't keep it together. Um, oh my the god. Water is making the rocks darker. <laughs> wow, Nicholas Cage, you solved the mystery. You guys so, not remember that moment? Because that's like one no, of my. No. Oh my god. The yeah. second movie, they're on yeah. the top of Mount Rushmore. He spills the bottle of water. He's like, the water makes the rocks darker. Let's pour water all over the rocks. It's like. That's what water does normally. <laughs> That's not a clue, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> okay. So my so my actual movie is uh, gonna be Sully. Okay. Which really? Robberies. Yes. Because you two haven't seen Sully, right? No, I've seen. No, it. we have. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Sully was really well done, and I watched it with my dad. My dad is a pilot, so when my he was explaining like all the technical term, like all the technical things and how, like he would have had to do this at this time, and I thought it was just a really good, um, like kind of just to figure piece together what actually happened, and because you know you see the news stories, and I think Hanks did a really good drama, dramatization. Yeah, 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 almost there, almost got the word out, but um, yeah, I don't know, Solly. I know we um, there's a little gripe about some of the billboards and the you whole guys are complaining the whole like, oh the Gran Torino giant yeah. billboard oh, yeah <laughs> um no yeah I definitely agree I think this movie was really well made um I mean it didn't end up too high on my list of the year just because it's not entirely my kind of movie but I understand the the expertise that this was made with um so oh yeah and it wasn't mine either i think and i don't know if i would have liked it as much if i didn't watch it with my dad being a him being a pilot you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. solely solely and national treasure and national treasure of course. obviously national treasure yeah. we can't prove it wrong <laughs> um guys i want to talk a little bit about the film that won best picture Oh, I guess I got two Best Picture winners here this time, actually. That won Best Picture in 2000, and technically it would have won in 2013. Talking about Argo. This was a movie I wasn't expecting to like all that much. I kind of watched it. This was before I had seen any of Ben Affleck's work or anything. I, I wasn't too familiar with who he even was as a person. 
and I watched this, and I uh, was blown away at how tense this movie is. And it's it's one of those things where like you're watching it, and it's like, well, if this doesn't work out, they wouldn't have made a movie about it. So, but even all the while, you're thinking, oh god, I hope they make it. I hope they make it. I hope they make it. And you know like, what? <laughs> I think I'm gonna start a new subgenre. It's going to be movies like this, but when it just, like, everyone dies. Oh, no. And so when you walk out, when you walk, but you don't know that, because, like, you're going into the movie, like, oh, yeah, like, they're all going to make it out. So it's, like, based on historical fact, but then at the end, you, like, kill them all. Like, in Glorious Bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, so. I think this could sell. I think, I mean, I'm sure it could sell, honestly. Anything will sell, as we've seen by <laughs> Boss Baby being <laughs> the number one movie two weeks in a row. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I thought that the performance was the the performances were all great. Um, I thought the humor was really uh, really great when it's thrown in there, um, and just John Goodman, man, how has he never won an Oscar? Has he even been Has nominated? he never won an Oscar? He's never won. I don't even know if he's been nominated. Then why were we all so hung up on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, that's a real great question. When we know. have John Goodman over here. Let's figure it out. Now I'm going to figure like, it out. Like, like you know, Barton Fink, as we recently discussed. <laughs> yeah, he was actually so great in Big that. Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Even, even 10 Cloverfield Lane, he's great. He was really good in 10 Cloverfield Lane. He has never been nominated for an Oscar. This man needs a nomination. How has he never been nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Jacob's getting upset. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, again, this is a movie I haven't seen in a while, but I do know that when I watched it, I was blown away. I was excited by it. I was happy when it won. Uh, best picture even though at that time i was still pushing for that lame is rob uh i was pushing that card pretty hard i loved me some lame is rob but uh aaron what yes is your second movie well speaking of leonardo dicaprio because we were just we were just mentioning him we were speaking about him that is correct i'm gonna go with the film that he should have won his Oscar for. Ah. Ball All right. I can agree. He should have won it for that. He de- I don't understand how he didn't win for this one and how he won for the Ronin because his performance in this is so good. Do you think it was how the film started? How this whole series of events gets kicked off? Maybe the whole <laughs> Academy is just like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> like, I... I I wish he would have won because then there's like, oh, what, what are some of his best scenes in the movie? They cut to him, just like doing. <laughs> they, 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 they like can't show like any clips. Yeah, they really the wouldn't be able one. to. Um, but um, I I do like. I think it's funny because you know how this movie. I I haven't seen this movie, but I hear it's very. You definitely need to watch. Oh yeah, this, I know. This is a I, David know. Movie. I say I I say every single time I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen this movie yet, and both you. And Jacob will go, you definitely need to see this Oh, movie. yeah, we but do say that a lot, don't we? <laughs> I'm like, I, I understand. I, I am aware. <laughs> well, then but, why haven't you watched this movie? Oh, oh. Like, shots no. fired. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I don't I don't. I think it's on Netflix, but... 
No, I it think was, they took it off. And they took it off. Never so mind. then that's why I had to watch it. But um, because they interviewed the guy that I was about, and he goes, "Yeah, like movies, all right, but like my actual life is a lot like worse, a lot more crazy than like the movie." I was like, "And the movie is already oh, it's ridiculous. yeah." I, I just, I'm like, "Okay, man, I really hope that's true, or are you just trying to hype yourself up?" But I really hope it's true because you, you're. I mean, like, it would not be uncharacteristic of him to try to you know market yeah. his life as being more extreme than it actually right. was, because that's part of his whole like shtick throughout the events of this film. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just in hilarious film fueled by like so many great performances. Like obviously Leonardo DiCaprio, that mm-hmm. that whole scene of him just when it, when he takes all like all the drugs and then he tries to get <laughs> into the car and he just, <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. And then uh, uh you know, you got Margot Robbie, yeah, you got yeah. Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. and then Jonah Hill comes in yeah. and you're just like Jonah Hill you're trying to be a serious actor, and you know I kind of support it actually. Support like you know, he was in Moneyball as well. He was in that. Yeah, exactly. Um, now Matthew McConaughey actually won this year for Dallas Buyers Club, so he was in. East... Really? Yeah, Dallas he won for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club is not a good movie. It's not based good. on based on a true story. Not very good. Ah. Oh. Interesting. I did see a video of one of Matthew McConaughey's like acceptance speeches, and I was like, it was really good. Was, was it like, the one where he said that his hero was himself yeah. in ten years? Yeah. Not, 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 not. <laughs> I love you, Matthew I like McConaughey. The <laughs> but like, because there's like three, like he made three points, and the third point is like my hero is myself in ten years. I was like, okay, drop it off. But like the first two, like, talk, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll agree with you, but. Um, so also in this film, of course, we got Kyle Chandler, <clears throat> cutest butt in Hollywood. As we all know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Has been, has been established has been on this established. podcast for some reason. <laughs> John Favreau, um, the mom from How I Met Your Mother for some reasons in this movie, and I didn't know, I hadn't seen How I Met Your Mother when I'd seen this, so she's <laughs> in it. And then a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Aya Cash is in this movie. Again, oh, yeah. Before I, had I forget seen about that. that. Before I'd seen uh, You're the Worst. Thomas Middleditch. You know, a bunch of cool people. Yeah, you got an extremely solid yeah. cast. And they're all just so great. Such a funny, you know, like, fast-paced script and mm-hmm. all that. Who so. wrote the script? Do we know? Um, uh, Terrence Winter. Yes. I don't know what else he's worked on. But... <laughs> His name definitely sounds familiar, but... He worked on 50 Cent Bulletproof, the PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember that game. Oh, goodness. Okay. Anyway. Oh, he worked on, like, The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. So. That makes sense for this movie. <laughs> it's very much the same <laughs> same style. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, that's all I got to say about Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street, Street, I guess. Don't watch it with your parents. Definitely not, yes. No. Definitely. Definitely no. Guys, let's move on. To the upcoming movies of the week. Here he is. Thousand apologies. Hate it when people are tardy. It's good to meet you, boys. Thanks for coming out. I don't even know how to feel about this week, guys. I really don't. So let's just dive in. Free Fire. Uh, another A24 film. Heading our way. Pretty excited. Got Brie Larson. 
You got other people who I'm trying to look up right now, but you my got phone's on Army Hammer. Army Hammer. You got uh, what's his name? The the guy who was in Transformers Four and was terrible, but then was in Sing Street and was great. Oh, is he? In what's this? his name? Yeah, oh, Jack Rayner. Jack Rayner. Jack Rayner. Not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> not Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Jack Rayner. Yeah, Jack Rayner was so good in uh, Sing Street that I'm like, how are you in Transformers 4? <laughs> like, how? Uh, yeah, you got Charlton Copley as well. You got, uh, is it Killian or, Sil- uh, how do you pronounce it? Is it Killian, Killian Murphy? Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Um, so, automatically right out the gate. Pretty fun cast. Pretty great cast. And uh, just the premise of this film and the trailer that I saw that like cut it together is like this weird wacky 1970s uh like gang movie almost I mean where it's basically they go to a warehouse to I think it might be like a uh it just says a meeting between two gangs turns into a shootout in a gang of, in a game of survival so I'm like I'm down for that I am so I, down I, for that I think the like the the top comment on the trailer on YouTube was someone like it looks like Reservoir Dogs meets the Nice Guys, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. it does, and I'm completely down for oh, that. Oh, dude, as long as more movies feel like the Nice Guys, I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that. Uh, from the same guy who directed High Rise, which you saw, Aaron. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and yeah, and I thought it had pretty solid directing, even and- if the movie was. Only okay. What? He, he did a short in ABCs of Death as well, Aaron. <laughs> How have we not talked about that movie on here yet? ABCs of Death? Yes. Because you haven't watched it yet. That's and a good you need point. to. Put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the, I, I, like, this is one of those movies. I saw the trailer for it when I was about to see Moonlight. And I'm like, sold me. I don't need to see anything else from this movie. I'm going to be watching this. Um, I doubt it will be coming near me, but I will rent it. Certainly will rent it. So. Yep. Free film. David, David you, are you familiar with this movie? Because it seems like something you might enjoy. Nah, I haven't seen a trailer, so... Oh, yeah. You should, you should definitely check it out, though. I think you would like it. Yeah. You want to know a movie that I don't think any of us will like? What Phoenix movie? Forgotten! Ah! What? Phoenix Forgotten. Oh. It comes yeah, out we've heard your thoughts on this before. I mean, I feel like if you want to like hear our thoughts thoughts on this movie, just go back to like the last six podcasts and Jake has brought it up. Yeah, I mean, I won't say like anything else about Blair it. Witch but do you project. guys want to say anything about this? But I mean, I mean, you're 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 on point with your with your critique that it. Exactly Thank like Blair Witch, but with aliens, yeah. which was also Club Blair Field, Witch. So... Stop it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Stop doing this, Aaron. What else were the ones I'm, supposed to be? I'm going to start defending it, I think. I think I've, I've, I've come around on 2016's Blair Witch. No, it is <laughs> No, but you, everyone should tune in later tonight for the defense of Season 8, Dexter Edition. <laughs> tune in later tonight? <laughs> I mean, it'll well, be on a different do, day. We're doing it later tonight. So. Okay, yeah, but I, I mean, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna post it on the same day. <laughs> look, look at all these points. Look at all these points. Oh no! Oh, oh. Is that typed out? Oh. <laughs> Aaron, get ready to be systematically dismantled by David. <laughs> um, anything to say about Phoenix? Well, I kind of have the ultimate trump card, though. Lumberjack ending. 
That's like all you need. Guys, 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 guys. Hey, guys, as the moderator, I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Guys, I will be seeing Phoenix Forgotten for next week's podcast. Awful. I'm sorry. Were you really? Mm, not for next week's. I'll be seeing it for a Y movie Wednesday. So you'll have to wait. But I will be talking about it because it'll make no money otherwise. So I won't feel too bad about throwing it a bone. Um, how about Unforgettable? I What's that movie? It looks pretty <laughs> forgettable to me. Yeah, I was going. <laughs> We're horrible people. <laughs> All three of us. But yeah, it it looks very similar to a lot of these films that we've been seeing lately. Just kind of like the whole, like, romantic thriller mm -hmm. kind of thing, where it's like the the mistress comes in or whatever it is, and all that. It's like bow breaks. I mean, I guess people are seeing these because they keep on making them. But once again, I have no interest in it. No, I mean, all of these three that came out. I mean, like, if you're gonna look at Girl on the Train when the bow breaks and then this one they're coming out so close together that it feels more as like a more of like a reaction to gone girl than a like these are still making money so let's keep making them kind of thing like i feel like these were probably already way too far down the tracks to where if one of them started to fail it'd be like well here we go let's amityville awakening this i guess <laughs> and just keep <laughs> pushing it about um but uh yeah it, it uh, doesn't interest me we already have a Gone Girl. Yeah, it's Girl on the Train. That's our Gone Girl. Favorite movie or, based on a true story. The Girl on the Train. Girl. The Girl on the Train has a dragon tattoo, though. Yeah. Whoa. Guys, no. You could write. You could write for thing. the scary movie people with that. Oh God. <laughs> quick, 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 uh, quick aside. We all saw the Girl on the or the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo news, right? Where they're going to continue the series. With a whole new cast, a new director, and like skip two books. <laughs> yeah, never saw any of the films or read any Neither of the books. I, so. No, but that just seems like the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I like. I can't. I, 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 like, okay, that sounds Obviously weird. Obviously, they're going for the multiple universe kind of girl yeah. with a dragon tattoo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the movie's all about. It's when she gets that computer chip in her head, and then becomes a. Mass, mass murderer. Uh, Not a mass murderer, or a serial killer. Serial killer. There's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> difference, Ooh. obviously. <laughs> Guys, let's move on to the What Have We Been Watching segment this week. You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw. But your family is about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You. He's real. If you say his name... Or even think it. He'll come for you. Excuse me. I'm Sandy Wexler. Can we talk somewhere? I'm a talent manager. Uh, I feel like mine's pretty short, actually, because a lot of the ones I watched, I either watched The Crow or Blazing Saddles, because, of course, Blazing Saddles is the gateway movie this week. So, check And The Crow out. is the, the Netflix is book club, movie. so we'll get to that later. But I've got a couple ones. Wait, actually, we have many shared ones this week, actually. actually. Yeah. My three so we that should... I have are shared with Aaron. So. Yeah. Well, let's get into it, I suppose. Oh, boy. A um, tag team. We're tag team. Match. Oh. Set for 7 p.m. Aaron Hall and Jacob Lacey. A shoots and ladders match. 
What is the first movie that they throw in the ring? It is Aaron. Aaron do we want to go best to worst or worst to best? What if What if Aaron? Is well, it depends on where you're placing the bye bye man. Is the bye bye man or the I'm placing as the second. Because I think best. we should save that for last. Okay, we'll say um, the Bye-Bye Man first. No, let's, let's go with the Bye-Bye Man first. We're gonna, let's get right into things. Mm, let's you go know? dive into the Bye-Bye Man. Everyone watch the Bye-Bye Man! <laughs> it was worth the rental price. Oh my like, god. I was like, do I'm I really want to pay movie. six bucks to watch this movie? But I'm like, if I had, pay, if I had bought the Blu-ray, paid 20 bucks for the Blu-ray, I would have not been disappointed. No, like, I would no. have been like, that was worth the money. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm definitely buying this when it goes down a bit more in price. But... <laughs> Me too, because I feel like I might have to talk about this film in depth so uh, how this awful. October on my blog. Yeah, yeah. So the movie <laughs> is so one of the most bad. inept things I've ever seen in my life. Like, I cannot believe this got made. I can't believe it made as much money as it did. I can't believe it got theatrical release. I can't Even believe it. Even a wide release. Like, as wide as that release was, how did this happen? <laughs> and, Aaron, <laughs> we should let it be known that we watched the unrated cut. So, we're not really entirely sure what the PG-13 cut, what, what that did to the less, movie. Less butt shots. Because there were quite a so few butt shots. So many butt shots. Also, <laughs> one scene that I'm like, this cannot be PG-13. Like, I didn't know I, I, <laughs> I rented... pointless scene. Yeah, I didn't know I rented the unrated. I was like, wow, holy crap. They're allowing this in PG-13 now? I'm like, all right. But, a lot yeah. of butts. So oh, it's yeah. just, I can't wait till this is a little bit older so we can talk about it during Bad Movie of the Week. So I'm going to wait. Mm -hmm. People, you need to see this. We'll talk about it eventually. Yeah, we don't want to spoil everything about this film because it is just it's something that needs to be experienced yeah. you know it's just, just all of the acting is so horrible so horrible at least from the three leads i mean you got i mean faye dunaway is just like kind of there i guess carrie Ann moss shows up yeah, randomly an hour into it um that guy from hush is in it as well um <laughs> it's just like how how did you think that these were the right people to cast in this movie? Like, the one girl... This is the scene. I already told you about this, Aaron, but David. So there's a scene in this movie where... Oh, are you going to ruin a scene in the movie? It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's, it's a, just a... There's a scene in the movie where all this weird stuff starts happening. You know, they start seeing stuff. like, And then she's talking to her boyfriend. She's like, but was her name Ethan? Or something? No, I don't... No, I don't. Like, Ethan. <laughs> but Ethan. I, I'm so scared. And she goes, covers her face real quick. Like she's pretending to cry. I'm so scared. <laughs> it's like oh, the most God. wooden delivery I've ever heard. What about, oh my, the, the librarian is just like so oddly like yeah. calm about uh, yeah. all the Bye Bye Man mythology. Yeah. She's just like, whoa, like, like what if, what if they had to like cover up the Bye Bye Man? And all this. And, like, and when she calls him oh, later man. on the phone, she's like, hey, man, can I meet you later? <laughs> and, like, knowing what she did that scene before, it's like, how is she just like, yo, man, you want to talk about this? This whole bye-bye man thing? I think this is pretty important. And I love like, the end of her story arc, though, because it's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what was the point of that subplot, then? Yeah. And then, of course, there's just... They're, they try to shove, like, coin imagery throughout the whole movie. Like, there's something with coins. Like, there's literally one point where it's, like, they're sitting, she's like, 
tell me the story about coins again. And then he like Ooh. explains this whole like concept of fate and coins. I'm like, yeah, guys, that wasn't completely ham-handed. And it was ham-handed. But also, I still have no clue what they're trying to say. So like it wasn't ham-handed You know what I have enough. no clue about? I have no clue what the bye-bye man does. No. I, I know... have I've seen he this takes film. them bye bye. I, I still bye-bye. don't understand. No, not not a way. You have to say what bye-bye. he does, who he is, why he does what he does, what he can do. I are mean, you, we know you... we know one of his powers. Yeah, we know one of his powers. Okay. He makes it so that you can't have sex. That is one of his powers. He, he gives you erectile dysfunction. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> that is legitimately what. <laughs> I just, I cannot so, believe. So that... we should call the Bye Bye Man the Viagra Man. <laughs> no, but he's the no, opposite. He's the, he's the anti Viagra. <laughs> the Adrenaline Man, because Adrenaline yeah. counteracts Viagra, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah. The only person in this movie that's of the main cast that I think does at least somewhat a decent job is the psychic girl or whatever. I'm like, she at least tries, but also, like, no. But also, like, her dialogue is so poorly written. That no, like... no, that's the scene. There was one scene where I just broke out laughing and had to pause and I couldn't remember. And it's when they're doing the seance. And she's like, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it. And she's, like, losing her mind. And it's, like, the worst acting I have ever seen. Like, that was the worst scene. Now I just finally remembered. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Oh, if I can find that, David, I gotta just play that one scene for you. If we can just find it on YouTube, it's oh, it's glorious. Or just watch this whole movie, David. Well, you, you because it is, it is phenomenal. I'm sure it'll hit Netflix. Oh yeah, it will this prob- is yeah, definitely it'll probably yeah, it's movie. definitely a Netflix Netflix quality horror film. Oh my god, guys, we don't want to say any much, anything else too much. You know, we want you to see this movie because it's one of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time. But, like, it's not even scary. I don't think I jumped or was scared by anything once in this movie. No, no. No. It's extremely inept at everything. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Bye-bye, man. (laughs) I'm so glad I ended up watching this. The the running gag has been emboldened now (laughs) because I need more people to watch this movie. Like, it's not going to end now, you guys. No. You got to realize this. Just don't think it. Don't say now it. Now that guys. Aaron actually it saw the movie. It has gained a new life now that I've actually seen this movie. Yeah. Aaron. <sighs> yes. Let's end oh. on the big one. Let's talk about Sandy okay. Wexler. Oh, is Sandy Wexler not the big one? <laughs> no, it's certainly not the big one. <laughs> um, if it's not the big one, then why is it over two hours long when it doesn't need to be? <laughs> I've never felt a film's length that much as when I was watching this movie. I mean, other than, like, Lawrence of Arabia and stuff like that, but... So here's the thing. Adam Sandler's best movie since Click, probably. (laughs) Is this the new Netflix movie that he's in? Yeah. Yeah, it's the new Netflix Adam Sandler movie. And I finally watched one of his Netflix films. I don't know why I watched it, but I watched it. You picked the right one. You certainly picked the right one. Adam Sandler's just like, oh, Netflix is a big thing. I think I'll just make four movies for them. I'm just going to be under contract with Netflix because that's all he's going to do. Well, I read read the AV Club article. He signed another contract. He signed for four more. 
where like it was written when he first signed the contract for Netflix, like the first one. And it was just about how like his contempt for his audience made it so he's only like relegated to Netflix now. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty interesting read. I'm like, you make some good points, but yeah. So Sandy Wexler, I got some laughs at least. I laughed a couple times. I did not. You not you didn't laugh once. I did not laugh not a single time. Not even the raccoon at this bit. What? Not even the raccoon bit where it jumps no. behind him and he swings around and the blood splatters everywhere. That was the only thing that made me laugh because it, it. Okay. Fine. Yeah, that's what you I got thought. Me. I that's what I thought. I laughed once at an Adam Sandler film. I, 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 I'm forced to admit it. it. It touches on that dark side of the humor that was like, oh yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that exact moment though. But it was when he like shows up at the girl's door and she's like, "Did you take care of the raccoon?" And he's like, "Yeah, I took care of it." And then it's like, I, I don't forget where she's going, but like. He's like, I hope you didn't hurt it. And he's like, no. It, it went into the woods <laughs> it with its family. The and he's yeah, just standing there with the blood-soaked jacket. Yeah. Um, no. That, I, I, that, I laughed at that. Good. I got one laugh out of this film. Good. Out of this two-hour film. See, I laughed several times just because I was thinking of how absurd it must have been to work on this film with Adam Sandler doing the Adam Sandler voice the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, those poor people. <laughs> Like, oh, what's her name? What's the lead's name? Not the like the character. Yeah, the, uh, the lead. Um, the actress? Yeah, the actress. The, it's Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, right? that's correct, yep. Um, I'm like, that poor woman. Like, how did she get roped into this? <laughs> uh, but overall, I'd say they never really laugh at the expense of others, which is nice for an Adam Sandler movie for once in a while. True. It's not offensively bad. Yeah, it's not like many of its recent offensively bad. Nice. <laughs> That's something I strive for when I make my movie as well. <laughs> I mean, like there's still a person in brown face for some reason. I'm like, why are you What's like, there? yeah, the guy, um, like, uh, the guy who owned the house or whatever. That's, uh, his the one guy who always does it in all of his movies, and I can't remember his name now. Oh, I don't. I didn't know who did the voice of that. Well, he shows up at the end too. Does he? Yeah. I might have I mean, been been <laughs> paying attention to this movie. Been like comatose at the end of it. Um, it's two hours and ten minutes. What do you expect? It is like way too like long. I kind of gave up an hour into this. It is. Uh, it's Rob Schneider. That's his name. I always forget his name. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, like, there's also just moments where you're like, Adam Sandler just has a lot of friends. And you're like, can we really hate on him for making this? He's having fun. He's he's doing what he loves with his friends. And I'm like, man, that's what we do. That's what we do. So, can we even hate on him? Can nope. We? Adam Sandler, yes. you do you. <laughs> you do you. I'm you still going to hate on him. I can't you hate on that Nick Swartzen, person though. that you strive to be. Nick Swartzen was the most aggressively unfunny person in this whole movie. And I'm like, how was he famous for like a few minutes back there? Like, didn't he have his own show and everything too? I don't know. Anyway. Alright, let's move on to the, the big one. Oh yeah. The biggest. Give it the to best. me, Aaron. Tell what? me about it. Give it to me. Tell me the big. It is the fate of the Furious. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> is this the last movie? No, 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 no. The last movie we've seen be. together. We've no, but seen. is this going to be the last? Oh, the last Fast and Furious movie? No, they already yeah. got two more planned. Yeah, they've already announced oh. it's going to be the final trilogy, but will it be the final I, trilogy? I doubt that. Yeah. I, I think they're going to go on since this one made $530 million already. It's been the out for three days. The biggest opening weekend of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh my god, this movie was so much fun. Like, I it was. couldn't it's believe how much I was smiling. Probably the, the second best of the series, oh, in my opinion. Eh. I'd say seven is the best. Right, agreed. Five is second best. No. And then eight. And now, and then six. I guess I don't like five as much as many. I've most seen one and two, movies. Internet. I've seen one and two. I mean, they're all bad movies yeah. that are also great. You gave but a I great guess... review, Aaron. Jacob, you, have you reviewed it I'm yet? not going to write a review. I'm like, okay. I, I know how I oh, feel thank about you. these movies. Thank you, David. Thank you. Um, but, uh, plug that. Read my review at uh, discoverbloggamesalreadytaken.tumblr.com. That is correct. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> but yeah, um, like, uh, it's... I, I like five a lot because of the safe scene. The safe scene at the end is just the one safe of those scene is great. That's like, probably the best sequence of like yeah, the entire series. Yeah, probably maybe. But there are just there are great sequences in this one. Like I, I was a little afraid going in. I'm like, did they spoil everything in the trailers? And no, they didn't. There were so many moments that I'm like, this is amazing. Like, how are they able to show things in the trailers like the ice scenes? And uh, them, like, in New York City and, like, the zombie cars or whatever. And still have great moments later on. Like, stuff in the in an airplane that I won't, like, say what happens. But there's <laughs> oh, a great airplane scene. Goodness yes, gracious. Great sequence. Just, oh my god, it's so much fun. The action is phenomenal throughout. Yeah. Like, all the scenes are so much fun. It's well cut. It's well shot. It's uh, well, well performed by The Rock That's... and... Uh, the Jason cast Rock. is solid, you know. Yeah. Like the Rock and Jason Statham together, they're oh they're great. God, that whole prison good. breakout sequence was like the best. Oh, it, was, it was such a blast. Oh yes, there's just one shot where the Rock like grabs people's throats and throws them to the ground, and the camera flips with them. And I'm like, this is the best movie ever. She actually learned that in the ring, WWE baby. Yeah. Never oh forget. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she actually did that to the. <laughs> Oh my god! And the, like the line that like they were playing in every trailer that played even better in the movie, like the "I will beat you like a Cherokee drum," <laughs> it plays so well in the movie too. I was like afraid. I'm like, did they blow that line? No, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Aaron, what else did you think about it? I thought, yeah. I mean, I just thought all the action sequences are such fun. The the cast is great. I loved uh, Charlize Theron as the villain. Yeah, she did really Glad, well. You know, great addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helen Mirren, great addition. Helen Mirren, also such a ridiculous, you know, <laughs> plot point. But... Well, she just asked to be in it, and they just wrote her in. So, right, right. <laughs> like, I mean, um... but yeah, I mean, it's just it's so dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. the plot is nonsensical yeah. and doesn't understand how, like, technology works at all. Mm. I look, I look, for, that. Like, I look for that in my action movies. Yeah, yeah. That is something I look for. Exactly. It's so much fun still. 
Like, it's such a bad film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I love it. Yeah. It's everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's, like just, the it's, it's about family. Oh, it's, but it's, it's also about, about family. Fate. It's about family, man. Oh, my God. It's about family. <laughs> it's about family. Because they say family. Oh, so At the end times. of every movie. And several times throughout. It's not just at the end. <laughs> they just they hammer that point. And home. this film is also about fate. Yeah. Because they say fate. A lot. Several times several throughout. Several times. Like, I, I love how they try to act like they're... It's like, be content with what you are. You don't need to have, like, thematic depth here. Dude, no. If you repeat a word so often better. enough, you don't get thematic the depth. That's that not how that works. The don't understand how thematic depth works makes it all the better when they continue <laughs> to repeat family and fate and stuff. Dude, I just... I, I loved this movie. I, I was... Me too. I'm, I'm down for the rest of this franchise. Yeah. They're all, they're all uh, bad. They're all great. I'm mm-hmm. just going to watch all as many as they make. As long as The Rock uh, sticks around. Whether it's Stick just two more, or whether it's two more in spinoffs, or whether it's like wow. two Infinity. Oh, yeah. What if we get a Hobbs spinoff all just all about The Rock's character? There was like a rumor that they're contemplating a spinoff for The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. I want it so badly. <laughs> I love how they just like pretend like he didn't murder all of their friends in the past few movies. <laughs> they're just so cool that they're like, whatever, it's man. About family. Love is love, it's man. About family. Oh man, I love. Uh, we gotta move on. We gotta move on. I love. Uh, we do. Indeed. I love indeed. Like, my final. Yes, thing if you want more of my thoughts, read the review. Because I have one thing left over. It's Superstore. Which had oh a fan another awful episode. episode, fantastic episode, where I'm like, oh man, I'm even more invested than I thought. Like I thought I was invested before. Now I'm like, America Ferrera. Oh man, I hope everything works out for you, America. Well, not just America, but also like America. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Aaron, you gotta watch Superstore at some point. You've gotta watch Superstore. I'm Maybe if they you. put it on some streaming service, I'm telling I'll you, check it good. out. I don't, I don't think David would like it. I, I think David's right. I think David is committed to not liking like, it at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so I'm good. That's all I've got. Like, he's I, like me with Adam Sandler films. He's not even going to admit when it makes him laugh. He just, I, I know who I am. I know yeah. who I am. All right, who wants to go next? Aaron, how many more things do you have? I only have three more things. That's not true, Aaron. That's okay. That's not true. Okay, here's the thing. I stayed at college over Easter break weekend. So you literally did nothing but watch movies and TV. I literally did nothing but watch movies because I had nothing else to do and all my friends had left. So I watched 16 movies this weekend. Goodness gracious. But I I don't. Lacey is. I was going to be like, I don't want this to go long. I'm not going to subject you to listing, you know, going through all those movies. Now, here's the thing. But then Lacey was like, you kind of have to if you watch 16 <laughs> movies. Like, that's you new record material. That is new record material. Also, it doesn't have to be like 16. a long thing. Just be like, this is what I watched. Good. Or like, eh. Or like, mm, bad. Or like, you know. But, well, yeah. But it, Fine. No um, offense. Yes. It's, it's Aaron. I don't think Aaron's going to do that. But if Aaron can say, <laughs> oh, this movie's good, done. Well, Aaron, Aaron is a very opinionated man, I and mean, he's going to go off. I will go one sentence each. 
All if right. you guys will indulge me. Oh, I will indulge Internet, you so hard. Are you ready for the most complex sentences you have ever heard in your entire life? <laughs> David, will you, will you give this to me? Give this oh to my me? god, I love I have, this show ready so much. For 16, beautifully crafted, well-written, apostrophe, comma, exclamation points, all the, punctu- all the punctuation. All of it, give it all to me. Alright. Movie number, movie number let's, one. Let's go for this. Alright, watch. Pete's Dragon, the the remake of Pete's Dragon. Is that your sense? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all the. It's like it, you don't no, even no. know if it's good I or bad. Pete's Dragon. It's just it the, remake. the remake. Okay, next movie. Well, I have to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was the remake. It was the remake. All right, so you want Pete's Pete's Dragon? Uh, yeah, solid enough family film, but you know, not much to it. All right. That's my sentence. Right. Bryce Dallas Howard, at well, least good. Yeah, as good as always, I suppose. All right. Sentence one, done. All right. Uh, Watch The Crow, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Watch Pretty in Pink. Pretty solid, funny, but also, I don't know, not one of the best of the John Hughes films, you know? Is that the one that's weirdly racist? No, that's 16 Candles. That's right, that's right. All right, if Aaron gets one sentence, do I get one question? <laughs> I guess. That's how it apparently it seems to be going. All right. Pretty in pink. Gotcha. Watched TMNT, the animated film from 2007. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, actually, really solid animation, especially like the character designs and environments and all that. But the storyline is just complete nonsense and really poor dialogue. It's TMNT, what do you expect? The, the storyline's about to be like, there's some ninjas and there's some sewer rats and they're going to fight each other. Now, it, it, it's literally like an acid trip. That, that's what TMNT is. It's an acid trip. Is TMNT a continuation of the 90s movies, just animated? Kind of. Like, okay. there's the, the film itself has like a subtle reference to the films. Mm. But I think like the, the, the like, Overseas, the producers or whatever, like said, it was non, not canon. Okay. So I don't know. I guess there's debate on that. All right. For whoever cares. Yeah. For but you asked who the question. Really into TMNT 2007. Uh, then also watched the Bye Bye Man, mm-hmm. Fate of the Furious, Sandy Wexler covered those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Would You Rather, which is actually <laughs> oh, a David yes! once brought up for Bad Movie of the Week. How, how does it stack up? It uh, I. It was it was a solid choice for bad movie of the <laughs> <Yeah>. week, <laughs> like such terrible acting and the, the writing. Bar- the barrel, the barrel, the, the, or or the <laughs> eye slice of my favorite. Right. And the ending, which you that's yeah. like what I laid when you discussed the ending is so bad it comes out of nowhere and you're just like, that's the what dumbest the thing I've again? ever seen. I mean, like we've already talked about it on the podcast, so I think you can say it again. But what was the ending? <laughs> She goes through, like, this whole thing of, like, torturing herself, torturing other people, all this stuff. And the whole thing is, like, she's trying to do it to raise money to help her brother. And then at the end of the thing, she emerges victorious. She comes home, and she finds her brother has overdosed on pills. So he kills himself, and she did it all for nothing. It's terrible. All right. That was my question, so we're good. (laughs) All right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I did, Aaron. 
watch Circle. Uh, interesting premise, but also a bit. It didn't really explore it to the full extent. So it was wait, okay. is this wait the circle like the new one? The no, not the new one. Oh. This is Circle. It's it, it's this film where like something like 30 people like wake up and they're standing in a circle and then they have to decide which one of them is going to escape alive because it's like killing them off one by one or something and they have to they have to like vote for who lives and who dies that's an interesting Mm. premise Uh, that's what i was saying interesting premise it's it might be worth it it was written by you i noticed (laughs) The guy who wrote and directed it is like Aaron Han. It's literally a it's it's not it's barely a one letter difference. It's like a line difference. Yeah, it really is, dude. You wrote this movie. I'm gonna forever say that you wrote the circle now. <laughs> All right, I don't have a question for this one. I I don't know anything about it. So, your question was, did you write this movie? That's a good point. Watched Cujo. Actually, not as bad as I thought it was going to really? be, but still pretty silly. Watched Casa de Mi Padre. One joke stretched way too thin. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I figured. <laughs> that's just that's just one of those movies. Watched Super Bad. Oh yeah, have you ever seen Super Bad? I had never seen oh. it before. Aaron. And it's still it's still pretty great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's one of those films that like I always heard people like quote it when it first came out, so I like knew a lot of the quotes, like the whole McLovin thing and oh. all that. Yeah. But it still holds up pretty well. And it's very it was very interesting to see like the the cast with like how young so many <laughs> yeah. of the people Even were. Jonah Hill at that point was pretty young still. <laughs> Alright. Watch now. Wait, no, wait, wait. Quick thing. What? This is my question. How dare you like Superbad? Why? And hate every and you and hate. This is the end. How Why d- can't I do that? Because you, you you're hating on Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, but here you are liking one of their movies. How dare you, sir? Anyway, watch the Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It was, it's actually kind of an interesting slasher film because it was like written by like this feminist activist as kind of like a parody of the genre, but then they filmed it as a straight horror film. So it's kind of like an odd, you know, like jumbled Frankenstein monster of film, but it's, yeah. it's bad, but it's interesting. All right. Then I watched Slumber Party Massacre 2, and this film is insane. Like, I'm going to have to cover this on my blog this October because of how insane this movie is. So you can hear a little more about it then. I'm going to make you wait. Now, Aaron, you know there's a three, right? There is a three. I'm going to watch it, but I didn't watch it this week. Okay. All right. Uh, Watched Blazing Saddles for the Gateway to Cinema. Check that episode out if you want to hear my thoughts on it. Uh, Watched the BFG. Oh, yeah, that got added, I saw. It was kind of, I'm a huge fan of the book, but this was kind of like disappointing to me. Yeah. I feel like Steven Spielberg and Mark Rylance as the giant might have been the wrong choice for this adaptation. Why is that? 
Well, I mean, I think Spielberg was too, like, sentimental and family-friendly for the film when it should have been a little, like, darker Mm. to, like, really capture the source material. And Mark Rylance, like, he's a good actor, but I feel like someone needed, like, more of a screen presence for the giant. You know, Um, like, a bigger name. Like, someone with more personality. Yeah. So, it's all right. There's a lot of, like cool visual effects like some nice scale work with like the props of like the giants and the the human actors but it wasn't it was a disappointment so i'm kind of disappointing you know that this isn't an alien spinoff no one all right i've heard that joke so many times but (laughs) i'm sorry all right so yeah those were the 16 films I watched. Oh, really? Week. I thought there was more. All right, we're good. No, that was we that was it. it. And then just briefly, uh, TV I've been watching. Better Call Saul came back this week. Mm. Excellent premiere episode. Uh, what I really love about this show is kind of like how confident it is and its slow pace. Like, there's literally like 10 minutes of this episode is spent watching a battery drain but it's like the most compelling television you'll ever see. Like it's ridiculous how good this show is when it really shouldn't be that interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm hopping on that train sooner or later. You definitely should. Like I don't know if you want to wait for it all to end and then just watch it on Netflix, or if you want to catch up. But yeah, I feel like if I have time, because like see all three, there's three seasons on Netflix, and then the third one is the one that just started. So also oh, one, one and two. So I feel like like I may when it premiere because I'm assuming it's gonna finish the premiere again next year. I think I may just catch up and then watch it along with it mm-hmm. if I don't have anything going on. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching, especially if you've already seen Breaking Bad because it's an excellent like companion piece to that. So yeah, yeah, really excited for that season. And then also this week I started watching Troll Hunters. Which is the Netflix original cartoon created by uh, Guillermo del Toro. I'm actually really enjoying it. Like the the storyline is like a bit cliche. Like it's pretty standard. uh, Are they trying to get trolls? Are they trying to hunt trolls? They do hunt trolls, yes. But also they're friends with the trolls. They hunt some trolls and they're friends with other trolls. Wow. The title makes no sense. Anton Yelchin was in that, right? Yes, Anton Yelchin voices the main character, and he does a really solid job of it. But I heard all of his stuff is recorded for season two as well. So right, exactly. So So I'm I'm interested to see what they go what they do after that. But at least for now, yeah, season two will continue having his dialogue. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I'm glad they were able to do that. And so like. Yeah, storyline, it's a bit cliche, a bit familiar, but, like, what's great about the show is, like, the animation and, like, especially, like, the the creature design. And that's, like, really, like, Del Toro's strong suit is, like, the yeah. design of the creatures. So I'm continually impressed, like, each episode with, like, the unique, really, like, visually interesting and very beautifully animated creatures that they'll bring into this show. So... Like, the episode I was just watching had, like, this monster that was, like, made out of glass. And, like, the animation was, like, really impressive, especially for a TV show, to be able to, like, capture that reflective surface and all that. Hmm. So, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. I I would recommend it if that's kind of, like, your thing. 
Yeah, I might get to it eventually. So yeah, that was my week. Lengthy week, but <laughs> hope I kept it short. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. I mean, that's like how long we normally talk about like five things. So, <laughs> David, what you got for us this week? Got a little bit of that Seinfeld? Indeed. Uh, I'm on season three. All right. All right. And I'm enjoying the show, but I feel like some episodes are like a really big hit and other episodes are like a miss for me. Yeah. That might be also due to the way you're watching it, too. Like, all at what, once. What, just in order? No. When you're watching, like, multiple episodes in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, you'd have to, like, wait a week, and then you're kind of getting one more glimpse into these characters' lives instead of, like, mm-hmm. all at once. But... And, like, I, I feel like, because it's a show about nothing, so I feel like maybe it all depends on the episode, too. Like, oh, in this episode, they're going to, like... This is what they choose to focus on. This is the button of the jokes. And, like, maybe I just enjoy the jokes more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. And it should, but I feel like sometimes it's just, like, hit or miss with me. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm still, I still watch it. I still like it. Oh. I also watched. Let's, let's get the train moving. Let's, let's get the train. The train. I watched uh, Dave Chappelle's second stand-up on Netflix. All right. Nice. Very, very funny. You guys should watch it if you like stand-up. Or just listen to it. Or if you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. Right, right. You can put it on. But um, very good. Dave Chappelle is a legend. I watched Beauty and the Beast. I saw that in theaters. because you told me about that. Marisa was like, hey, I really want to go see this movie. I was like, you know, I'll hit Netflix. And like, mom, like, can we please go see this movie? Such a lie. I'm like, <laughs> it looked like uh, Netflix in a month. <laughs> hey. I was like, I guess. And it was the same movie. Yep. It, yep. It's almost like that's so, the whole reason I've been petitioning it to begin with. <laughs> so, okay. She was happy, which that means I'm happy because she it's was happy. Nice. But I will, I will say that Disney is very good at putting on live-action musical numbers. Okay. Like, all the musical numbers, like, flowed and, like, worked really well. Um, all the components, like, fit together in the movie. Uh, Emma Watson, she played Belle, right? Yeah. Uh, she was a really good Belle. <laughs> I never watched Harry Potter, so, like, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Um, what else am I trying to say? Ah, yes. So, I'll bring up the gay character, because there was a gay character in this movie, and guess what? You had to be looking for it in order to like realize that he was gay, in my opinion. Because you know how there's a big uproar, like, oh, we can't have a gay character. Like, there were, like, five, yeah. like, separate individual tiny little slices, because, like, I knew going in, I'm like, okay. And, like, you, in my personal opinion, you had to be like, okay, this guy's gay now. How can I tell that he's gay? And like, and then piece it together and be like, oh, okay, I see it now. But like, if you're like a little six-year-old kid, or like if you're like a twenty-year-old kid, you're not probably not going to realize it. In my or if opinion. you're a Russian. <laughs> huh? I mean, I'm not surprised that there was a massive overreaction. No, to, I'm uh... not surprised at all either. But... No. Yeah. So. That was because I figured they wouldn't do much with it anyway, because that's kind of one of those things where like it it hurts the foreign box office 
Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a justification, no. but it's like that's the rationale Hollywood is working under right now, which is not not a good thing, but like they're so well, looking at it from a money standpoint. That's the that, reason they wouldn't let uh, the people who made Ghostbusters say that Kate McKinnon's character was gay, right? Like they're like right can't say because that. it would have hurt the foreign box, and office. then it never like, even like, went to China anyway. So like, <laughs> right because China doesn't allow movies about ghosts in the first place. Like, yeah. how did you think you were going to know why? Because why? Because they real. still believe that ghosts are fake. But next but time, Warner Brothers uh, is going to judge when them the wrong. U.S. Judge Judy proves it. Warner Brothers versus oh my gosh, what? what if it was a Judge Judy? If it was episode, a Judge be, Judy episode, that would I would that would raise her viewership so high. I think we should do it. Let's just do it, guys. Let's just do it. So, oh, and also, I was looking for one scene. I wanted the uh, wardrobe to crush a human being. It didn't happen? No. (laughs) No, it did not. They they had, like, a scene where she, like, jumped off, like, a ledge and jumped, like, in front of a guy, but he he didn't crush. So like I was like, oh no, it's gonna happen. Like, Cause I was like, actually get it. Like it's gonna happen. I want to see like blood. I want to see like oh, I want to see the crunching of bones. I think nope. you might have been a little misguided to think that that was ever going to happen in the first place. Though I mean, a man can dream. A man can. Dream. Super, you were correct. You super late at super late at night, seeing Beauty the Beast live action. A man can dream. Let him dream. Right. You know what? I'm sorry to take that from you. That's my bad. Thank you. That's my bad. Um. So yeah, I saw. Okay, so that's all I'm about to say about that. All right. Um, I saw Identity. What's that? Um, it's a movie that I got for my birthday. I can look up who's in it if you want me to. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> uh, John Cusack. Mm. Yeah, uh, John Hawks, Amanda Peet, Ray Liotta. It's a twenty. It's twenty. It's a two thousand and three movie. Right. Yes. All right. Oh man, Google's saying it's a slasher. So. Uh... Also, James Mangold is the director. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I actually might yeah. need to check this out. I have it. If you're in Michigan, I'll let you borrow it. But. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> but um, I because I got this movie for my birthday because I remember like seeing like a glimpse of this on like like TV one night. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I want like, and then I wanted like to watch it, so I got it for my birthday. And I realized that I guess I watched the entire thing on TV because <laughs> like you'd already seen it. Um... But like I, I like I guess I I thought like I came in in the middle. No, it was the beginning, but I still enjoyed it, and it's still good it is a slasher but it's also like a thriller it's like all messing with your head my kind of movie mm-hmm. it's not my favorite one of those but it's still pretty good it was interesting i'm adding it to my watch list now add it add it nice nice good man it comes in a combo pack with vacancy on blu-ray if you want to never seen it. vacancy neither have i what but hey it's, one, the, it's one of those horror movie trailers that like scared me so much as a kid but like if i were to watch the movie now i'd probably be like this is the dumbest movie i've ever seen Vegas. yeah right isn't that the one where they like they check into the hotel room and then they like find the tape and the tape is of people being murdered in the hotel room is that that film i don't know i haven't seen it 
I don't know. Com- I, I didn't watch this trailer now. Oh, well, I, this might be one of those out. repressed memories. Uh, but Kate Beckinsdale's in it, so. Beckinsdale? Yeah, Beckinsdale. All right. Beckinsale. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> I always thought it was Beckinsdale. I never knew. I never knew. I've been calling her ba- Kate Beckinsdale for a long time. Whoops. So, so, and... On Easter morning, I went woke up, went to early service, spin us, right? Spin us a yarn, sure. David. Huh? Spin us a yarn. Yes. I no, we're not running so, long or anything. I don't know no, if we're running we, we long. We really but... aren't. We're only at an hour, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Easter weekend, I was, um, well, no, I came back from service, and I went to work at 10 a.m., and I was like, man, what am I in the mood for? Because, like, my my second disc of Seinfeld, like, wasn't playing, and I didn't really want to dink with it because I was, like, tired. I was like, you know what I'm in the mood for? Some Robert Downey Jr. When he plays a blackface role. That's what I needed in my Tropic life. The best blackface role of all time. I the think, I think that is firmly... Lethal Weapon oh, 5. except for Always Sunny. Lethal Weapon 5. Yes. That, that, those are like the only two contenders. Those are, those <laughs> are the only two that are at least accepted because they make fun of how stupid it is and how racist yeah. it is. Um... <laughs> But, um, yeah, Tropic Thunder is fantastic. Oh, I saw Tropic Thunder, yes. Have, had you, you not for... seen it before? Oh, no. Oh, dude. It's a good it one. Was, it's got a lot. It's got Jack Black. Yeah. It's got Robert Downey Jr. It's uh, got Ben Stiller. Ben it's Stiller, just like, yeah. Ben Stiller actually directed oh, it, too, correct? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of over-the-top, stupid comedy kind of action dumb that mood that i was in for i was yeah. like okay i'll watch this and the the simple i i like i don't know if i was supposed to be laughing because there's a scene where um ben stiller played a mentally impaired person the uh, simple jack yeah and i didn't know if i was supposed to laugh at the scene at the scene but i kind of did <laughs> and, well, i mean like, i think oh, it's i think it's like the blackface where it's like it's yeah. not yeah. It's not mocking them. No. It's, yeah. it's more making fun of how stupid these people yeah. are, these actors. But I did think I did think it was hilarious how they, all the Viet Cong were um, like, You're simple Jack. We worship you and then he had to like just go through like all of it, like I don't know. Stu- it's like a stupid stupid yeah. funny movie and it and it hit the spot. So So you know who I didn't know this person wrote this, helped Ben Stiller write the screenplay, but Justin Thoreau wrote the screenplay. Who was Adam in Mulholland Drive? Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a he's a bit of a man. And also, the screenplay was by Eaton Cohen, the writer behind Garfield. The movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> who everyone mistakes oh, no. for Ethan Cohen. <laughs> So also, so I finished up that movie. I was like, oh, I have like another two hours left. I was like, what am I in the mood for? Scrolling through Netflix because I didn't want to take with my disc again. He didn't do Garfield or er, Aaron. I thought oh, that was the thing. Different Cohen. This is the guy who did was Idiocracy. It really? Idiocracy, Tropic Thunder, Men in Black 3, and Get Hard. Then what you, how many of these fake Coens are there? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, David. <laughs> Wait, so, what is going on? Aaron is just the boss in the Matrix. David. But, <laughs> so I was scrolling through and I was like, man, know what I'm in the mood for? What are you in the mood for? 
documentary about our U.S. Olympic table tennis team. That's what I was in the mood for, called Topspin. Why? I don't know why I watched it. I don't know why I watched it, but was it a thirty I really for thirty? Huh? Was it a thirty for thirty? Like no. the like the oh. it, was a, it was an hour and twenty. Hey. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> but um, no. So I really enjoyed table tennis, and it was kind of like I read the script. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this, and it just talked about basically just that it like showed like four different um U.S. Uh, like Olympic players. Well, people that were trying to get into the London Olympics. And all of them were like 16, and they all made it. And I was like, wow, they're like, they're really good at table tennis. And like one guy like lost, he lost in the Olympics, and he's like, well, I give up. Like, I hate table tennis. I'm just going to go to college. I was like, oh, wow. I just watched his entire like, like growth of you, like and you gave up your high school and almost didn't graduate, and now you're just gonna quit table tennis. I'm like, that's <laughs> disappointing. Like, that's not what I, I came to watch. Some awesome smashes, and there were some there were some great shots. Like, there's like a lot of good rallies, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of hurt muscles. They had to tape Ooh. up this one girl because she got her her like shoulder was coming apart, so they taped her up, and she won. <laughs> oh, she my. won from a three to one deficit, like in games. Wow. It's was, it was phenomenal, man. Wow. It was moving. And I enjoy table tennis, and I enjoy the documentary. So, cheers. Right. <clears throat> Watch it on Netflix. There it is. And let's see what else did I watch? Oh, I watched <laughs> Prison Break. Oh my goodness gracious, it was phenomenal! I can't believe Prison Break's back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of good stuff's happening. I can't ruin anything for you two because you gotta watch the series. But um, there's, there's there's brothers in it. There's there's a lot of action. I feel like Fox family. is going for like like they realized like oh season one through season four they like they did really well and now like they put it down for like however many years and they came back and they're like oh we're gonna put like throw all of our money into it because everyone loves Prison Break so like it's like super like high quality like. Before it was like good quality, but now like you know a lot more like. It's just like you know how sometimes like, when you can tell when a TV show gets more budget because like things just like look better, and flow better. I feel like this kind of happened with season five. Like everything's just like bigger, more action packed. I don't know. That's just I mean, me. that just might be like the increase in technology since yeah, as well. the air that, television shows in general have become yeah. to look better. That's true. Yeah. I wish we could talk about it more, but you guys got to watch. Sorry, buddy. I'll get to it at some point, I feel like. I feel like I've, it's I've, only, I know it's enough people seasons. that are so in love with this show that I at least need to check it out. I need to give it a shot. Aaron, you can watch 16 movies, but you can't watch <laughs> Prison Break. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what else you got but, for us, David, or is that but, it? Uh... I didn't watch Into the Badlands tonight because I was playing Super Smash Bros. So I'm gonna have double down next Sunday. Uh, all right, all right, guys, let's move yeah. on to the Netflix book club movie this week. Aaron, how about you mm-hmm. listen into it? All right, so this is the segment where we all sit down, we watch a <clears throat> film that is available on Netflix streaming, 
and then we discuss it in depth with spoilers. Mm-hmm. So this week, we are talking about The Crow. Suddenly, I heard a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. We are talking about The Crow. The most 90s movie to ever oh, wait, exist. sorry. The most 90s movie ever to 90. <laughs> it's, uh... So very 90s movie. Remember, Aaron, how you were saying about uh, Fight Club, about how the people who love the movie almost ruined the movie because of just, like, mm-hmm. the, the rabid fan base? That's how I always felt about The Crow. I'm like, you guys like this movie a little too much. Uh, just uh, Was there a crazy yeah. fan base for this movie? Oh, yeah. An insane yeah, like, the whole base. hot topic, you know, yeah. like, goth, like... Yeah. The, the, the whole, like, mainstream goth phenomenon kind of thing embraces this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few things. One, well, <laughs> okay. I, I can't... At points, I was like, okay, I, yeah. I enjoy this movie a lot. I Me was too. like, this is interesting. And at other points, I was like, ooh, yeah. man, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is like, rough. This is, this is, this is the were, best were choice. Basically... At certain points of the film, it felt like, you know, kind of like the the 80s Batman film. Yeah. And then at other points, it kind of felt like Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... So those, those of, are like my extremes. <laughs> speaking of Batman, so I want to talk about Batman, specifically the Joker. And he pledged... So in The Dark Knight, when uh, the Joker walks up to the table... Um, and like you know, confronts all the mob bosses and, and like has that experience. I I felt an eerie connection of when what, what was this guy the crow? I don't know what to call him. Completely crow. Crow. Eric so, Graven or something. What's yeah. his name? So like when the, like, crow, just the crow. So when the crow like came like came in and all the guys were sitting at that table, there was an eerie similarity. To yeah. me. Did you guys and see then, that? Of course, you kind of have the connection where both actors. Yeah. Are, Passed away during, or in Heath Ledger's case, shortly after filming the movie. Oh, yeah. did, have you heard about uh, this, David? Did no. you not hear about that? The 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 star Brandon Lee was uh, killed by like a, yeah. a a prop gun malfunction yeah. during the filming of this movie. Wow! So, so like like a week before they were supposed to wrap filming. He was shot and well, not exactly shot. I, there's a kind of like a detailed breakdown of what exactly yeah, happened I on like the it, Wikipedia page. And I, what essentially but. happened was they. I think the the thing that was supposed to hit the blood pack because the the moment the scene that it happened in is when it's the flashback scene when they're in his house and they're like destroying everything and he walks in with the groceries. He had a blood pack in the groceries. That was supposed to, it was supposed to hit that and have it go off, but it went through it, I think is what happened, and hit him, and then killed him, and no one kind of knew it was happening, because it's like... There was something where, like, they were, they'd, like, try to, like, modify real bullets to use as props, because they were, like, such low, under such a low budget and all that, and then it ended up getting, like lodged in the barrel and then yeah. when they tried to use blanks it like misfired or something it's if you want to understand all the details there, there is like breakdowns available did anyone, online, get, did but... anyone get sued or anything oh, yeah. like that oh, yeah, yeah definitely uh the studio the producer and the person who fired the gun 
uh, were all sued um, by his mom, I think, who made like three million dollars. I think I read off of it. So they they settled. Uh, but outside, and of course, uh, Brandon Lee is the son of Bruce Lee, so um, his mother would have been then. I forget her I, name, but I feel like. You're not being like that's real. Like this is that's that, real. That's, yeah, he's yeah. the son of Bruce Lee. I, I thought and, and he like, actually. Prestigious. I was like, what? It's weird because like Bruce you think Lee. about Bruce Lee and how young he died, yeah. and then Brandon Lee comes along, he dies even younger than that. It's yeah. just like now there's a conspiracy out there, as there always is. Oh, of course, like there's this. a conspiracy. Um, very interesting read. Don't believe any of it, but I do. <laughs> Tin foil time. <laughs> no, Aaron, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this yet, but of course, di- directed by the I, person who directed your favorite movie of all time. I Gods forgot of Egypt. I was going to introduce this as <laughs> from the acclaimed director of Gods of Egypt, because that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like, like like David said, there are moments where it's like this is really cool. I thought the whole scene like some of, some the, of those action shots, like the whole like ta- like the game whole table fight, scene. yeah, the whole table scene. I was like, wow, like this is going like ridiculous. And but, then there's scenes like when the little girl is like trying to cross the street, and she's like, I wish this rain would let up. And then he's like, it's it can't rain all the time, Eric. <laughs> like instantly, it's yeah. not like any, it's just like Eric. <laughs> It's like, no, no one else could have ever heard that song and heard that line or anything. It, definitely him. It, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, Salt mister right there. Also, I feel like sometimes the crow is pretty cool. Like, he's just a cool guy. You know, he's like, he's kind of a badass. But then other times... Like the guitar like, like the guitar yeah, scenes where he's just like randomly up top the like with the speaker that he took, I guess. And new, then, new, 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 new. The scenes where he's like... I heard. I suddenly I heard a knocking on the door. <laughs> He's like quoting Edgar and you're Bowen. like, that was a raven, you yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. And oh, you're God. you're a crow. And you're, you're you're a crow. They're two different birds. Like there, yeah. And there's moments where it's like cool. He's like. Puts his hand up to the gun. He's like, pull the trigger or whatever. And then he does. And he's like pretending like, oh, oh, <laughs> like my hand. And then he's like, all right, that's cool. But then other moments, just particularly the moment when he visits the cop for the second time. He's like, like that. Don't the, smoke. Cigarettes will kill you. Yeah, the second half of the scene is really good. But the first half, he's like, I thought I'd just use the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the crow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he was going for. Actually, I'm like I. Eh. I agree that like I think for the majority of the film, I really liked his performance. But then there were also just moments here and there where you're just like, I feel like he's not quite nailing this. Like, not sure what he's going for. But on yeah. the whole, like, I appreciated his like intensity and commitment yeah, to yeah. the world. Oh, he was. It was pretty solid. <laughs> like he was. Now, fun fact, I also read on the IMDb page that apparently the use of cocaine was so rampant on this movie. <laughs> like, people were doing it in between shots, like in the middle of shots, cameramen would just leave, go do a line in the bathroom, and come back. <laughs> that, apparently, one time they heard someone sneeze, and, and, and uh, I already forgot his name, main, main guy. 
Lee. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee apparently said, "Well, there goes fifty dollars or something <laughs> like." That. It's just like, yep. That's probably also another reason his performance is like that. He was probably on cocaine the whole time. <laughs> and why this movie is just like so 90s. bizarre in general. <laughs> so nineties. But I do, I do, I actually really enjoyed the film's like visual style, like that whole like gothic environment and like yeah. you know. I got a few questions. It though. was very like, similar to Burton's Gotham City. Sometimes when he had like some pistols, I was like. You didn't reload. There's no way there's this. I was like, you shot more than like 10 times. This is not a 25 round clip now. Come Maybe on. that's one of the powers of the crow. Yeah. They I, never don't, I don't know. They didn't explain all his powers. You could just, just heal and reload bullets. And they that. never explained how the crow gets shot once. Doesn't die, but he lost his healing abilities. But no, no, no. He still kept the ability then, to like, transfer the whole thing, ideas. I, the the whole like climax of the movie where he like transfers the pain of his fiance to the guy. I was like, can he do that? Is yeah, that, is that like, like, I don't thing? remember this. Did we establish that? <laughs> yeah. so I, I didn't like that ending. I no. was like, I don't understand what happened here. I like no, no, no what we needed, Aaron. What you know, when Nacho Libre, when Nacho gets on top and he gets the eagle, does yep. the eagle yep. dive? I wanted to have a crow dive and have him just like topple him from the top of the. It's not a church. Are they on a church? Yeah, they were like on a church or something. Uh, on top of the church and just like pile drive him into the ground and then the crow that walks would, away. Would have been beautiful. Beautiful. And, and then he could have been like eat dirt or some like really stupid catchphrase, even though they're on concrete. Also, and then he could go back to his grave. Wasn't. Was that really that guy's sister? <laughs> I'm not oh, entirely yeah. sure what we were supposed to like. I don't know if he was joking or what's happening there. I don't understand Wait, the relation when? between Biling and uh, and the main bad guy. Because like he was like sleeping with her. Yeah, or... I don't know what was yeah. happening there. That was a little no. uncomfortable. No, no, you know, you know what? You know what rattled me? What rattled you, bud? In the in the church scene, right? Mm-hmm. And the cop comes and helps him. Yeah, and then they start going up the stairs, yeah. and, he, and like the crow's like, "I'll go first. He's like, "Okay," and then the cop goes first. It gets shot, and then he literally goes, "Thought I was gonna go first. The cop's like, "Oh, I messed up." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> that scene was really dumb. I didn't know if they were like being a joke because like I thought it was supposed to be a joke because he's like, "Well, you can't go first. You're shot or whatever." So I'm going to go first. And then the crow is trying to make like a lighthearted joke. Like, <laughs> you were supposed to be behind me. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's what they were going for. or I don't know. But like, he literally, like, he, the cop, like, the crow goes, oh, I'll, like, I'll go first. Like, and then the cop's like, okay, he just goes up there. And, like, yeah. oh, instantly gets shot. I was just it's super, like, you're no like, like, when that happened, I was like, oh, it's going downhill. It's going down. <laughs> yeah, that's right about when the movie decides to take a nosedive towards the, eh, <laughs> this isn't very good anymore. But the crow pecking out Bailing's eyes was pretty fun. So, I'm like, oh man, that's for that horrible episode of Lost. How dare you? <laughs> um, Overall, yeah. satisfied with my experience with the yeah, crow. all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a film I've been meaning to check out for a while, especially since it's in the news so frequently because they've been like trying to reboot it for like the past like ten years or whatever. They well, keep like on like bringing in new stars and new directors and losing new stars and losing directors, and it's been like ridiculous. I think currently Jason Momoa is signed on to star, but they've gone through like 
10 different actors for this already. I think it's a sign. Like, I think this should just be laid at rest. Yeah, probably. Okay, like, like said, so, like, at first sequels. it was, like, Bradley Cooper was in talks. Oh, what? Then no. Mark Wahlberg, then Channing Tatum, and Ryan Gosling, oh, and James Mar- McAvoy. Dude, imagine, Mark, imagine Marky Mark. Tom Hiddleston was in talks. Alexander Skarsgård, Luke Evans, Norman Reedus. Kristen Stewart was apparently in the running at some point. Kristen Stewart? Sam Witwer. Sam Witwicky from Transformers? Nicholas Holt. (laughs) And yeah, Jason Momoa was like the most recent. The only one of that whole group that I'm like, I can see this was, uh, no, I already forgot who it was. It, uh, Daryl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Norman, Reedus. Uh, Norman Reedus. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Norman Reedus makes sense, but... Well, do we got anything else to say about The Crow? I mean, it was certainly a 90s movie. I mean, it, was it was very bad. 90s. I enjoyed it. Mm. It was it was a fun time, very visually interesting, and, you know... Yeah. It was better uh, than... It, it, it's not, it's not a great film, but... It's yeah. fun. It's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. Especially just because of the whole Brandon Lee thing. Like, I feel like that's such kind of like a cultural thing at this point, that whole situation that I think it's it's worth a watch for that alone. And it definitely makes the film just like... Weirder. Yeah. It, 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 it changes the experience of the film to, into something quite different than it would have been otherwise. Because every time someone points a gun at him, because this was before I knew what scene it was, I'm like, is this the one where, like, this happened? I'm like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know when this happened. That's very tragic that that ever happened in the first place. All right. So that was our discussion of The Crow. And so next week we will be talking about Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. A, uh, Should be interesting. Don't know like anything about this film, but a 1997, according to IMDb, it's an action comedy and crime film. So, starring John Cusack, Joan Cusack as well, Dan Aykroyd, interesting, and Minnie Driver. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see about this one. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I've heard its name a couple times, and. Uh, if, if it's bad, this one's on Lacey. It is on me. I'll take full responsibility. But it can't be any worse than Escape from New York. Am I right? <laughs> Guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh, my God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! So Phoenix Rising is coming out, or Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Forgotten. Or Forgotten. Whatever. I already forgot the title. <laughs> um, oh, why didn't we? Why didn't we make that joke yeah. for Phoenix Forgotten as well as Unforgettable? Yeah, I don't know. We kind of messed up there. Um, yeah. So like, uh, I feel like the only way to do this is to bring in another bad found footage film. I'm racking my brain. I'm thinking, what found footage films have I seen that are really bad? I'm like, ah, I could do... Uh, what's the time travel one? Project Almanac. Project Almanac. I could do that one. But it's like, that one's bad, but it's not like that It's bad. really bad. It's not. It, it's they not. go to see an Imagine Dragons concert for half the film. Aaron. It's terrible. I Aaron, hate it. Aaron. 
Once I say this one, you'll understand why I didn't pick that one. I'm like, no, we gotta go worse. We gotta go worse than that. Uh, let's think. Paranormal Activity 4, no! Too easy. How about this little known film called Apollo 18, everyone? I haven't seen this one. Oh! <laughs> Here we go! So, I'm at that, I'm at that ripe young age of, how would it have been? How does, how does time work? I would have been like 14. It would have been 70 years 14, ago? 15-ish. That's, that's, um, that's a running guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was only about 70 years ago. Um, no, so this, I would have been at the ripe old age of 14, 13, around when this movie came out. Um, maybe 15. So, I see the trailers. I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I like paranormal activity. I'm a, I'm a tough kid. I'm tough. <laughs> I like scary movies. And so I'm like, let's watch Apollo 18. I like space. I like Star Wars. So I'm watching Apollo 18. Um, boring might be <laughs> my, my first word to describe it. And then it devolves into stupid. The main threat of this film is like almost a ripoff of Alien. Like it's, like it's close. Like they went halfway with it and then decided, nah, let's not. <laughs> Cause you know what's you know you know what's scary about Alien, guys, is that what? he's big, he's menacing. He has the, or he, I guess, I mean, it I mean, has the little tiny mouth inside of its mouth. You know, it's it's huge. Well, actually, don't we know that the the alien thing is a male because the alien queen is like the female for like all of them. Like it's like a beehive kind of thing. Yeah, I was just trying to not like. I was just trying to say, like, it, because it's not, like, really, like, a thing. It's just, like, hey, it's... No, I, I got you. I'm, um, just, I'm just saying, right. in the I mean, like, alien in, mythology, in, in I think mythology, yes, most of the xenomorphs are right males. That. Yeah, but I'm saying, he's big, he's, he's physically imposing, he's scary, you know? What if we take it in the opposite direction? These tiny space spiders will be the, <laughs> will be the antagonist of our film. <laughs> It'll never fail, they say. <laughs> People think spiders are scary. Now, don't get me wrong. I think spiders are scary. Hate spiders. Least favorite things in the world. Um, I had one crawling on me today. It almost went up my nose. It was terrifying. Um, what? Yeah, it was horrifying. I'm laying, what are you doing? I'm laying down, you just the spider crawl almost up your dude, nose? I'm laying down and watching the crow. And then all of a sudden, I feel like a, like something tickled my upper lip. And I like flick it away. And I felt it like scurry away. I'm like, oh no, that's not a hair. That's a, that's a spider. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's decide to make space spiders the villains. But also, Aaron, I think you'll appreciate this. They don't only rip off Alien, they also rip off The Thing. And that it gets inside one of them, and they don't know which one has the spider inside of them. And they start to make rash decisions. Like, oh man, I gotta... Whew. I gotta go back alone. You guys have the spider. When he was really the one who had the spider all along, he's like, "You guys have the spider." Whoa! I'm not gonna Shocker. let. You, I'm not gonna let you get back to Earth. You have the spider. And then he goes into the little thing, and he's going back to Earth. He's launching. He's going back to Earth, and he's like, and the guys, uh, Houston Ground Control, they're like, "Yeah, sorry, we're not gonna let you come back. Uh, if you come back, we will murder you." And he's like, "No, I have a, a wife and kids. I'm gonna do it." And then you see the spider kind of like scurry along the camera and you're like oh no oh no the space spider's in there with him and then all of a sudden space spider gets inside his space suit 
kills him. The end. Exciting. But also it crashes. I think I think the military like sent something to crash into it. I don't know. I don't remember. This movie was so dumb. <laughs> I, even watching this, I'm like, well, that couldn't have been worse. <laughs> like, it's just one of those movies that they had an idea. They certainly had an idea. It was found footage in space. Yeah, the, the idea was to try to capitalize on the cheapest yeah. form of movie making that you can. Right. And then put it in space, one of the most expensive <laughs> forms of movie making you can do. Um, yeah, so it, it certainly was Apollo 18. Were they some kind of suicide squad? They were some kind of suicide squad, and they were The Last Jedi. It was crazy. This truly is The Last Jedi. It um, truly was a planet of the apes. Of the apes. Oh, it was a moon. Of spiders. He's a cyborg. It, it truly was a moon of the spiders. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I. The tagline, my final words on this movie. The tagline is, "There's a reason we never went back." But they did go back. Yeah. No, isn't, I know. Isn't that the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the That's, isn't the movie is them the movie. going back? Yeah. Wouldn't it be? There's a reason why you think we never went back. Yeah. Because the movie is about them going back. I believe the movie ends to the point where they're going to send more people out there to like study the spiders and see what happens with the spiders. But like it's like it's like classified. It's like creep, you know. And he puts the the thing on the shelf, and it's like all these other things. It's like oh, here's here's Apollo twenty seven. Here's Apollo fifty two or whatever, you know. So it's dumb. It's very dumb. Never see it. Um, Phoenix Forgotten looks better. And, the, and that's that's saying something. Guys, let's move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that. But you're wrong, and I hate you. This is, of course, the game where we go on to Flixster. We find a random, not a random review. We find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. Did I say the same thing twice? You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but, of course, then we... We try and figure out what the review is based on the other person reading it to us, but taking out all the spits that would kind of give it away. So who has it this week? I already forgot. I have it this week. Aaron, what is the review? All right. So uh, this one, this, this Falling Stars, it's a little special, okay? I have a very special review that goes out to a person named Jacob Lacey. Did I write this review? So I have, I have two reviews. I'm going to give you your very special review. And then I'm going to give one to see if David can get it. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Oh, so I didn't boy. write this review. <laughs> so this is, this is a very special review. I'm glad. <laughs> Four and a half stars. Is this for me or Jacob? This is, this is Jacob's special review. Blank represents another film captured on new platforms that are outstanding. Four and a half stars to the behind-the-scene Red dra Dragon camera and Panavision 70 Prime lens. Even when viewed in an HD theater, Sony projector, the image in startling. The 6K Red Code raw negative media ensures that when you can watch this on your Ultra HD premium 60-inch display in 2018, it'll knock your socks off. Forget the actors and storyline. That's for a 13-year-old boy. See it. For the new capture technology. 
I mean, I think I know what it is, but I want you to read the uh, the second review for David because I don't want to give it away. All right, David, you ready for this? Yes. Five stars. I actually, A-C-C-T-U-L-L-Y, <laughs> love this movie. Any for the naysayers. Naysayers is two words. Oh. Information, Egyptian gods and pharaohs, P-H-A-R- O-H-S. I'm going to have to start over because there's so many spelling errors, but I actually love this movie, Any, for the naysayers' information. Egyptian gods and pharaohs were white people, a white and Asian mix, at least in appearances, as it's believed they're from somewhere else than Earth. But on to the movie, originality, not your regurgitated Hollywood norm and the youngster reminded me of A-Trail from the never-ending story which was a blast from the past CGI was kill and the way the gods were portrayed was really damn close to accurate as I remember there's, there's no break in wow. that sentence so I kind of had to go for it yeah <laughs> Jacob you want to say the, the answer on oh, three of course yeah one so so I have Aaron count now so oh, it's going to be down, three Aaron. two one and then we're going to say okay yeah three two one. Gods of Gods Egypt. Of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You didn't sound entirely confident there, dude. Oh, well, I was thinking, I was going to say, I was thinking about should I like, do something funny? Oh. Because, you know, yeah. I am the comedic relief. You are. You at are times. Not all the time. No, all the time. All the time. But you're also a heavy hitter emotionally. Oh, God. Yeah. See, you know what they call me? Switch hitter. Switch hitter, yeah. Um, you with the comedy, the trade-up, Aaron. But Lacey, tell me you remember that camera review. Oh, of course review. I remember that camera review. Okay. That's like an ongoing joke on the podcast at this point. That like, who cares about right. gods of no. Egypt? That camera, though. Oh. Oh. Remember, characters and storylines. Those are for 13-year-old boys. 13-year-old boys. They're dumb. The camera Stupid. technology. That's for, that's for adults right there. Gods of Egypt, the yeah. most adult film ever made, but That's also great. not an adult film. Or maybe it is, because no one's ever seen it, so we don't know. Guys. Maybe that's why I did so bad at the box office. It was NC-17, and we didn't even know. <laughs> Guys, this has been episode 48 of Reboot Already Underway. Guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex15 on Twitter. That's two S's, dbex15. If you want to find oh, Aaron, yeah, you can find Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can also find him at this clever blog name's already taken on Tumblr. He's, uh, he wrote a review for The Fate of the Furious. You can definitely check that out. Uh, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter and Jake Lace on Tumblr. Uh, yeah, and of course, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, where Reboot already underway. Um, Reboot already underway on Twitter as well. Reboot already on, but whatever, you know. You'll probably find it if you just type in that, so. Probably. Um, it's, it's, yeah, we'll probably sit for the, the name name as well. Yeah. You know. Um, so guys, thank you for joining us. Join us again next week as we talk about Gross Point Blank, and of course, Aaron, let's say it together one time. The bye The bye bye, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody's gonna go with uh, Yeah, it's the joke's not gonna die. No. Uh, oh, and of course, um, if you haven't listened, apparently we're recording this next. Um, the Dexter Season 8 
No, cut it. Nope, I just realized I, I have a project I have to finish. We're gonna we're gonna record it in the summer. We're gonna get so yeah, okay. we'll get at some it'll point. It'll make yeah. so much more sense. We have so much more time to record. Uh, but yeah, of course, Tuesdays we're doing Gateways to Cinema. We did Blazing Saddles. You can check it out. And next week uh, we don't know what we're doing, yet. but we'll figure it out. Oh wait, yeah, we we technically don't. Yeah, know what we we're doing yet. don't know what we're um, doing. So guys, we never know what we're doing. It might be the bye bye man. There we go. That's the end. See you guys later. Good. Bye. Guys, Aaron and David are gone again. So it's just you and I. Uh, this happens way too often. But, it, you know, it gives me a chance to talk with you guys um, in depth to really get down and talk about something that's important, I think, to, uh, to both of us. And that is movies. Movies. <sighs> should I cut this? What do you guys think? Do you guys think I should cut this? I don't know. Probably. I'll probably cut this. But that just depends on how I'm feeling at any given moment. See, if I... Yeah, let's call Aaron. Let's see, how, let's see what he thinks about this. What do you guys think? Let's see what he thinks. Oh, Aaron. I think he's going to pick up, guys. Oh, there you are, oh. buddy. Where's David? I'm adding him now. It wouldn't oh, okay. let me call you both at the same time. Now, Aaron, do you think I should keep this in or should I cut this? Because I was talking to the audience, and they think I should keep it. They're saying, "Yeah, dude, keep it, man." No one, no one agreed about your Chuck Dexter. How do you no know? One I wrote didn't even in check saying the how much they love your Chuck Dexter <laughs> I didn't even check joke, them. So you're definitely cutting this.